the Mel Gedroich podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about Spanish exchanges, pork scratchings, and first bikes. Yeah, it's a big old mishmash. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There will be more chat and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Oh, oh, excuse me. I just had a little... Um, I had some corn. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's a sort of newfangled corn snack, which is very, very crunchy. Not so good on the fillings or indeed on the crowns. Bush, I noticed that you've been weighing into me, me corn. There's barely any of it left in the pot. Actually, it's quite a big pot and there's hardly anything left. We've had quite a bit of it during the course yeah. of this programme, which is only a few minutes old. I know. What's going on? Um, did you like it? It's a bit salty, isn't it? It kind of reminds me of a more healthy for you pork scratching. Without the pork? Without the pork or the weird bits of hair that you get on pork scratching sometimes. Do you know I've never eaten a pork scratching? Haven't you? No. I kind of love them. When I've had a lager, I love them. People are obsessed. I did um, a tour once. There was a brilliant pianist on this tour and his wife used to send him... Um, a pack of pork scratchings to every every venue. That's lovely. Isn't that adorable? They so... come in a gold pack, don't they? They do, they do. And I don't even know if they eat them in different countries. Is it just a British thing? I think it's GB, isn't is it? Is it? I, I can't imagine the Belgians eating pork scratchings <laughs> or, the, or the Dutch. Possibly the Poles, I, I will say that, being half Polish, because the Poles do eat quite a lot of pork, so they might like pork scratchings. Yeah. What is it about the pork scratching? And describe it. It's the way that it's like a little curled treat. It's the saltiness if you're having a drink outside on a summer's evening in a beer garden. It's perfect accompaniment. The, the hair thing worries me. Is that it, is it a bit me. like a hoof? Is it? Is it like a... <laughs> Trotter. It's not, a, it's not a trotter, no. That would probably push me over the edge. Anyone for a trotter when you're at the bar? No, I think it's just like little tiny salty bits of... Sorry, our producer Louise brought up some tea with that particular She thought. did the nose trick. It came scootling through the nostril. Always good to see that with somebody else. My dad did it with rice once. What, Bullets what? of rice came out of his nose. Both barrels, both nozzles, so good. But the weird thing is, talking about dads, my dad loves pork scratchings, but every time, past three times we've had them when we've gone to a pub together, he's broken his back tooth on them. To the point where the, the previous time my mum had forbid him to have pork scratchings anymore, he said, it'll be all right, I'll have one, Geraldine won't mind. Bang, cracked his back tooth again. No. Nightmare. Oh, that's painful. There you go, jeopardy, jeopardy, that food. I wonder if the Spanish exchange we've got staying with us at the moment would like a pork scratching as a taste of GB. Let's discuss after we've listened to a bit of Fleetwood Mac. Love a bit of the Mac. It combines, for me, Fleetwood Mac, two of my favourite things. A lovely Mac coat. Yeah. I'm thinking of a sort of beige-coloured, you know, cool, quite 60s Mac. And... Um, isn't there a Fleetwood service station? Oh, there's Fleet services. Oh, is it Fleet? But still, that counts. I thought it was Fleetwood. I think everyone's got a favourite services. Nutsford. Really? Best lose in Britain, apparently. It's supposed to be good. I'm going to go for Keel. Keel services. Keel's great. T-Bay on the M6, Junction 39. Really? Is it good? Is, it's the sort of the latitude festival of the service stations. It is... So oh, luxurious and really? full of organic farmer's market produce. Oh, yeah. It's really? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay in a travel lodge if they've got one on site and drive back the next morning. I think we probably, yeah, I think you can stay there. But anyway, mm. um, pork scratchings we were talking about. We were. We've got the most lovely Spanish exchange staying with us. 16-year-old girl uh, for my daughter who's doing Spanish. They're good pals. And she's, I want to be like her. 
Why is she so cool? What's so cool about her? She's like a she's she's a sort of seer. She's like a sort of oracle. I, I, honestly, she's really wise. I find myself deferring to her now. She's only been with us a week. Yeah. And I'm sort of like, well, what would Angie do? We call her Angie. What would Angie do? Angie, what would you do in that circumstance? And she tells me. She's 16 from Seville. How does she know all this stuff? I don't know. She literally um, got me from Brighton to London, uh, sat-navved it. Not with a sat-nav, but with her voice and the map. Really? really well yesterday, yeah. What a, what a uh, relaxing way to drive as well with the soft Spanish Spanish, Spanish tones in yeah. the background. Tell yeah. me to, she's to... very good on cooking. She's very good on flavours. She's good on clothes choice. Yeah. I mean, I would go to her for pretty much anything. Really? She's 16, lads. How can she be so wise? So your daughter is then going to go back to their house then for a bit. That's how exchanges work. Is your daughter as wise? What will your daughter be bringing to the table to the family from Seville? I'm Honestly, I can't can't tell you. She will leave the room in a mess. There'll be dirty (laughs) clothes everywhere. There'll be her sort of braces left on the table. Honestly, it'll be so embarrassing. <laughs> Angie is so neat. I went into her room the other day, not to snoop, but just to get something out of her room mm-hmm. and to have a bit of a snoop as well. Um, everything neat. She'd folded back her duvet so it was all like a little hotel. Really? She plumped up her cushions. Everything neat and so thoughtful. But is she, she's not too perfect though, is she, Mel? You she, not perfect she, to the point you think, is there, she, is there anything else going on here? She kind of is. Really? She kind of is. Who'd have thought? I think the message for everyone today is just... Try and make your life a little bit more angie. Okay, time to delve into our canister of questions. Lovely. It's a canister, it's not a it's not a pot anymore. The pot went, the pot was stolen. Was it you? Do you know who did it? Have you got information that you're withholding? Mm. Speak to our, mm. our colleagues. We want to speak to you if you know anything about that missing pot. In the meantime, mm. here's a question for you, Mel, from our office. Lovely, thank you. Aren't butterflies just arrogant moths? <laughs> I don't I don't think they're arrogant moths. I think they're sort of Show-off moths. Yeah. There's a difference, isn't there, between being an arrogant person or butterfly moth and a, and a show-off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. Do you think they like each other in terms of the animal world? Do you think what, when moths see butterflies, what do they think? I don't know, because they must be obviously from the same sort of genus. Yes. If that's the right Good word. terminology. Mm. Um, do you think they would be aware of each other's work? I don't like, if they pull up to the lights with each other at some point, quite literally, if you're a moth, uh, they must look over at each other and be like, oh, get him the show off. And the other guy just thinks, God, get a new outfit, would you? But hang on a sec. I'm I'm speaking from the butterfly camp because okay. I am a terrible show off, as you know. <laughs> I think moth, just a bit goth. You reckon moths are goths? Yeah, they're just the saddos who sort of don't make an effort and they kind of go, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah I'm just going to put on some, like, you know, just dark grey, just like black clothes all the time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just make an effort. And also, just while we're on the subject of moths, the only time you ever really see a moth in day-to-day life is that one night in the summer where they just suddenly scream into your lounge and go, whoa! Yeah, or like that weird flying ant day. That's horrible, isn't it? I think, was that the other day? It is, what, what is that? We need to find out. One day of the year when, for no apparent reason, flying ants fall out of the sky, stuck together by their backsides. <laughs> When do you see a flying ant outside of that? You don't do. They just, no, no, hold on a minute. Wait, wait a minute, everyone. Let's live up in the clouds wherever they live. Yeah. And then all attached by our bums and then fall out of <laughs> the sky and fall into people's hair when they're at the cash point. It's disgusting. But it's also, they're not pretty wings either. No. They're just sort of see-through, sticky, dirty, horrid yeah. dirtiness. Some Ooh. some insects and in that, you do look at them and just think, you are a disgrace. Like a, Grim. An earwig. Do oh. earwigs have a thing to themselves? 
actually, hold on, what, what am I supposed to be? What well, is this outfit? They're quite sweet. Wood lice are a bit... Oh, oh. They're, they're goth, aren't they? They're on the goth side. Goth side. Of, Centipedes. Mm, no. No. Give me a shelf butterfly any day of the week. Absolutely. Mel G on Magic here. We're just discussing the delights of Seville, which I've never been to. Amazing. Amazing place. Is it all on hillside? Yeah, it's all kind of like loads of little nooks and cranny cobbled streets oh. and street side restaurants and so on. Don't you love that about Europe? I love that. that. Cobbledy hilled streets with sort of little darkened tapas joints. Yeah, and like an old grumpy uh, like restaurant owner with two tables with little tablecloths, but he serves probably the best seafood you've ever tasted. Oh, man. I want to go on holiday heat, now. The heat, the heat, the heat. Yes. Oh, I love holidays. Let's go on holiday. Let's do it, Bush. Let's do it. But listen, to keep us going... Between now and our holly bobs, we've got the Ledger of Legends. We do. It's filling up rather nicely, Bush. Yeah, we've got some good pictures in it. It's a beautifully gold-bound book that looks yeah. like it might have magic in it from a Harry Potter film. Exactly. And what we like to do each week is put something into our Ledger of Legend, which we feel is a little bit sort of bypassed. It's something really that we love but isn't necessarily celebrated. For example, Rick Astley's hair, uh-huh. sleeping bag, toothpick... Oh, the clog. That was our first one. That was the first one, wasn't it? The clog. Now, today, Bush, this might be, I don't know, this might cause a little bit of of feather ruffling in certain quarters. I'm up for ruffling feathers. Should we ruffle some feathers? Yeah. I'm going to put in it, because I have some of my very own at the moment that I am enjoying. Uh Uh-huh. Armpit hair. (laughs) That's going in today's Ledge of Ledge. You're putting think, armpit hair into yeah. the Ledger of Legends. Do you remember when um, old Julia Roberts got into all that kerfuffle? I'm just writing it down now. Yeah. Armpit hair. Hair. That's it, with an H. Terrible writing. Um, yeah, when Julia Roberts, lovely Julia Roberts, got into all that palaver because she happened to have a little bit of extra growth yeah. in the pit region, I sort of thought, fair, fair game to her. So what? What do you feel, Bush? No, I agree with you. I remember the woman from Fairground Attraction. Do you remember that band? Yes. She was on top of the pops with hairy armpits and it was in the paper the next day. Oh, I, I've got a vague memory of that. Do you mind doing the honours, Bush? Bush always draws what we um, what we nominate Some in the Ledge of Ledge. There's the uh, special fountain pen. Um, my Mine at the moment is a little bit unpleasant. It's just sort of, oh, I've forgotten to do the business for the last sort of five days. Do you use a razor blade to do it? Yes, I do. That must be quite... High chance of cutting yourself. Quite quite fun. Is it? Yeah, I like the risk. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that response. Um, Bush, I must ask you this, my friend. How's your week been? Uh, Mel, thank you for asking. My week has been interesting in that uh, my daughter, Erin, who's seven, has just learned to cycle. Oh. So it's a bit of a milestone. I taught her to cycle. She learned very quickly, oh. which is a good thing. But now her bike is too small for her, so I need to get a proper grown-up's bike. Oh, great. So I just wanted to reminisce a little bit about the bikes that you had back when you oh. were a kid. What kind of bike did you have? The bike Because I've got to choose this bike for her, and I want her to have a bike that she loves. So oh. I need some advice on this. Um, so I remember the bike I learned to ride on, and mm-hmm. I was seven as well, and my big sister, Kasia taught me and it was a lovely chunky tired thing oh yeah mum and dad never messed around with stabilizers they they were too sort of hardcore they didn't believe in that sort well of i don't think there's any point really there's no point they're actually they, you're more likely to fall off probably aren't you totally with those little plasticky stabilizers um then i had oh my red bike oh my goodness it was a hand-me-down from a cousin i think mm. i 
was obsessed. The bike and me were just part and parcel of the same sort of flowing form. Yeah, I used to be out on my bike all the time. Weren't you? Yes. Just solidly round the cul-de-sac. The bike that I grew up on was the Grifter. Do you remember the Grifter? No. The world's heaviest bike. And had had a twistable gear on the right-hand side with different colours. You could choose the different colours for the speed that you wanted to go. Is this an 80s thing? It's quite an 80s bike, Oh, this. no. The Grifter totally passed me by. It was all choppers and chippers. Yeah, well, the choppers were in, uh, you know, Stranger Things, that brilliant programme that yeah, was on recently. They yeah, all had yeah. choppers. Maybe I could steer her towards a chopper. That'd be quite cool. I think a kind of retro chopper would be quite with the gear stick in the middle. Yeah. Do you remember those? Yeah, and the, and the seat. There was a lad down our road in the cul-de-sac called Michael Jackson, <laughs> who was an amazing skateboarder. He was so cool. Yeah. And he was the first lad on the, on the cul-de-sac with a chopper, and we longed to have a ride on oh, One of those, have a ride on one of Michael Jackson's choppers. Do you remember the bike modifications from back in the day? Oh. Putting playing cards in the spokes Listen, to make it need, sound like a motorbike. We need to chat this through. Mm. Let's have a little bit of ABBA and then we'll go back to bikes. My girls had those um, sort of sparkly things that came out of the handlebars, which I actually couldn't stand. They were like, they were like um, you know, pom-poms that cheerleaders yeah. use, those sparkly, strandy things, but attached to the end of the handlebars. Oh, I think I've seen kids with those. Ooh. They're a bit weird, aren't they? Too you get much. caught in stuff. Yeah, you don't want that. If you're escaping because you've been apple raiding and you're yeah. going to go down an alleyway, they're going to get caught in the trees. Exactly. Think ahead, kids. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Now, what, so what are you thinking? Something that you can put on the spokes. Those, those little sur- those discs, those plastic discs were quite popular for a time. What were those? Were they called pogs? Oh, that rings a bell. Or something like that maybe but I remember little reflective discs also another good one was apparently uh, getting the top of a washing up bottle like fairy liquid oh yeah and attaching the cap to the spokes and they would make a weird noise as they went up and down your spokes as the wheel turned if anyone remembers that I don't remember that from back in the day is that not dangerous I don't know apparently it wasn't Apparently everyone was doing it at one point. I did a cycle recently to Amsterdam. Sorry, just drop that in. <laughs> oh yeah, I cycled to Amsterdam recently. I was recently. in Amsterdam yeah. cycling. Um, oh, it was so fun, so fun. I really want to do it. And we went as a posse of 12, mm-hmm. and my friend uh, brought with her, for the purpose of the journey, this big old sheet of uh, skull stickers. So wow. we all had a skull. That is so good, like Hell's Angels, like yeah. really middle-class English Hell's Angels. We all had a skull sticker <laughs> on our bike frame. How about something like that? Uh, stickers, and this is brilliant, I've totally forgotten about this, stickers was what it was all about when I was a kid for bikes. Mate. Putting loads of stickers on your rally chopper, oh. that was what living was like in the 80s. I think, get it, get involved with a bit of that. Yes. I'm not, I'm not now sure about the chopper for her, I think the wheels are too small. Really? I don't know. If she wants to stretch out her legs, because she's quite tall, isn't Really she? tall, kids. Yeah, I'm not sure a chopper's going to suit. Also, can you raise the saddle on a chopper? Probably not. You probably can't. No. I mean, you've taught me out of a chopper. Have we decided then? It's a nice, but a chopper. A nice sort of rally, sit up and beg. Yeah. Vintagio with some skull stickers, mate. Perfect. And some things from the fairy liquid bottle. <laughs> Whatever they're called. We've sorted it. Lovely. Oh, look, I'm opening up the canister. I'm loving the canister. I like how you shake all of the questions out, pick your favourite one, and then intricately put them all back in. Really sort of childlike. <laughs> right, I'm going in, Bush. Here she goes. Now, Bush. Is it okay to make a social media account for your pet? Oh, I know so many people who do this. Oh, it sounds a bit ghastly to me. A couple of things that have happened oh. in the past ten years when yeah. it comes to dogs. People have gone dog crazy. 
Now, people bring their dogs into work, which never used to be a thing. Do they do that here? Do it all the time. Oh, I think that's rather sweet. You shouldn't bring a dog into work. Oh, Bush, come on, stop being such an old grump. No, no, I think dogs stay at home or wherever they else. Get a minder for it. Get a minder. And then the other thing is, yeah, um, birthday parties for dogs and dog birthdays oh. on social media. Oh. People Skyping their dogs, I've dog heard of. Dog marriages. Dog marriages going on. As somebody I know was invited to the do- a dog wedding the other day. Really? Yep. Imagine going and getting an outfit because For you're going wedding. to watch a, a dog wedding. It's... Do you know the groom? No, I just know Alan, the other half. And, uh, and then, then you got this thing with dog social media. What do you think? I think it's madness. Well, I'm not, I, I'm not really massively on social media, so how does that actually work? You make a fake account, presumably, mm-hmm. and you write as your own pet. Yeah, so you, things. so you might have a, a dog called Scraps and you would set your own account up as Scrapsy Wapsy and then you write stuff about... Scraps app. Scraps app. But, but then do you just say woof, woof, woof or do you say hello? I mean, do you talk in human or... Well, that, exactly. That's the, the Achilles heel of it, Mel, because they're then talking in normal human speak and you'd be like, hold on a minute, that's not the dog writing that because it's, it's normal English language. He can't text. It's just it's just a, a another silly narcissist extension of one's own self, isn't it? I couldn't have put it better myself. Oh, that was a bit gruff of me. Sorry. No, no, me. I agree. I, I agree. Do, I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. I do love dogs, but a bit much. You have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Listen, Mel G here on Magic with the Mighty Bush. It's time for Tell Mel. You can literally ask me anything, but don't expect a sort of soft soaping reply. Hey Mel, it's Tom. We want to get a pet dog. Best type of dog and why, please? I would say, Tom, something that doesn't molt too much. Do you want dog hair all over your apartment or house? Do you want that really? A friend of mine once knitted dog hair into a tank top. It wasn't nice. It didn't smell very good at all, Tom. Something that doesn't molt. Next, please. Hey Mel, it's Lee. I am terrible at cracking eggs. I always get told off by my other half for leaving mess everywhere and for bits of shell in the food. Any tips for the perfect crack of an egg? Just try harder, Lee. Next. Hi, Mel. It's John here. My girlfriend and I are watching a TV series on Netflix together. She only went ahead and watched an episode without me. Surely we have to break up now, don't we? She was absolutely right to do so, John. I once watched an entire box set without my other half even knowing about it. It was a show called Weeds, and I went on and on and on and on about it. Listen, John, she is absolutely entitled to watch as much as she wants. Is this the Victorian times, John? Are you keeping her in the kitchen in a sort of hoop dress and a bonnet? No, John, she's a lady and she's allowed to do what she likes. Oh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more gubbins and stuff like that every Saturday lunchtime from One or Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast. <laughs>